What is going on, online fitness coaches? My name is Brian Mark. I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches, and I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month before I became a mentor for others. In the last three years, I've helped over 200 online coaches hit $10,000 a month in their online coaching business. Now let's get into today's episode. A lot of the people that are in this mastermind call don't know who you are. And so let's do like a little bit of a backstory on Eli Wild and you know who you were before you met Tony and then maybe how you conditioned yourself to be the level that you're at. Cause I think that story in itself is pretty inspiring. So Eli, what's up? Who are you, bro? Awesome. My sales background, I moved to Los Angeles when I was 23 and I got a job doing sales, basically doing sales to dentists, selling dental products over the phone. I was also acting at the time. I've been cast to be like in this huge movie, didn't get it. And around that time I was taking classes. They, you know, we work on things and you all had the experience of listening to yourself on the phone, like a voicemail the first time, seeing yourself on camera, you're like, oh my God, I look and sound terrible. And so I was super insecure. And I noticed there were other people in the environment with the same product, services, same everything, and they did better than me. And I was really curious. So I really started working on my communication. I had like a big gap in my teeth when I was a kid. I was really insecure about my mouth, how I looked, how I sounded, everything. And so I was like, man, I'm just going to work on this like crazy. I got super into self-development and at the acting classes, like, shifting emotions, memorizing lines and scripts, all those things that you need to do um, to really be connected to somebody. It's like you need to train on these aspects of communication. And I'm going to really break down the science, as Brian wants me to, of why people do what they do and how to just not be connected to a script, but connected to a person and what's actually happening in this exchange between human beings energetically that makes people react, respond, lean in, lean out, like, and really understanding why people are doing what they're doing, having the behavioral flexibility and sensory acuity as to really understand what's happening here beyond the words. And so we're going to get into that. But, you know, I studied all these books, self-development, everything. And I mean, I could regurgitate. I made the book Think and Grow Rich into an audiobook with my own voice. And so I was like super committed to the sound, the principles, everything, but I still wasn't really breaking through. And then when I saw, you know, I got into a body of work called NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. So linguistic language how that actually affects the nervous system of another person. And they say programming, Tony took those same concepts and changed them to NAC, neuro associative conditioning. How do we communicate with somebody and literally condition their emotional responses that make them want to do something, not us doing something to them, but how do we get them trained, conditioned to respond? And just like you guys know, you can train somebody's muscles that are weak to become strong. How do we condition people emotionally, energetically, where they step into what I frame people around an identity that makes them want to do something because we frame them as an action taker. We frame them as a decision maker and we ultimately get them to do this. I'm going to break down that process of what it sounds like. But as I was studying this stuff, somebody said to me, you should check out this guy, Tony Robbins. I was like, who's Tony Robbins? And I got his book, Unlimited Power. I got it for like 50 cents on eBay or some shit. And I was like, man, this is awesome. And then I saw that he was speaking at one of these big Big events, you know, those events where they, they get you all pumped up and try to sell you a bunch of shit. It was like Donald Trump, Robert Kiyosaki, Susie Orman, no money down real estate guy. It was all kind of like a little bit hokey. And then Tony came out. He was supposed to speak for two hours. He spoke for four and a half. And at the end of it, he's like, if you got anything out of these four fucking hours, spend four days with me, I'll change your fucking life and get your fucking money back. And he was so certain. And literally, he had said some examples of things like that too, where he edified himself. He talked about people paying him millions of dollars. And he really communicated his why strongly. And the whole audience was compelled to want to move forward with him. And so I was fascinated. Obviously, I drank the Kool-Aid. I used my rent money to pay. My rent was $500 a month. And the seminar ticket was $900. But if you signed up that day, it was $800. I used more money than I ever spent on anything in my life to go to this event. But he's, he really compelled me. Obviously, I you know, went to the event. I drank the Kool-Aid. I got really into it. And then at the event, um, he said some things that I'm going to break down today that really inspired me, touch moved and inspired me to want to do more, be more with my life. So he didn't force me to do anything, but really got me associated to the pain of where I was at and the possibility if I made a change. And so I felt compelled to take action. And so in where you're at, possibility yeah. of change and that compelled you to take action. Yeah. And so that gap selling that we want to get really clear. So I'm going to break down the gap that you're going to be able to create in these conversations and show you the nuances between, you know, where people are, where they ultimately want to be making it real for them 
and also selling them on the consequences, but ultimately getting them to persuade themselves. Sales isn't something you do to someone because, you know, and just to answer, to answer Brian's questions really quick is around why do people do what they do? Well, what motivates people is what already motivates them. So what motivates be- people is what already motivates them. Yeah. And so why do people do anything? Because they feel like it. And so our job is not to get somebody, make somebody do something, but to create the environment where they want to do the thing. And you've all had days of your life where you felt like doing it, where you didn't feel like doing it. And, you know, sometimes you're in an environment, you know, it's like you go out, you know, you have fun in a bar or a setting. It's because the environment. So how do we create that environment on our calls where we create this space? And in the coaching world, you know, you hear this concept of holding space. I'm going to break down a bit of what that sounds like. And as we go one little level deeper into that, Tony teaches something called six human needs. I'm going to break that down. That's really going to help you understand why people do what they do based on what they want, what they value, what they need, and around their identity and making sure there's an ecology, like a supportive structure around that. So I'm going to break down kind of the science of it and give you some specific language tracks because I know I'm going high level right now, but it all makes sense in a minute. I'm curious. So one of the things you said is our job is to make people do anything our job is to make, is it like, I don't know if I got this right. Is it our goal is to make them feel like doing it? Is that what you're saying? Is that? Not to make them do anything. And so part of what makes somebody really powerful is being unattached from the sale. It's a, there's this really amazing book. I'm actually going to go back through, through it and do a Facebook post later today to promote my class tomorrow. But the book is by Stuart Wilde. Actually, I was so in love with this man's writing. My real name's Eli Will Hyde, but I changed my last name, not legally, but to Wild, based on Oscar Wilde and Stuart Wilde. Cool. He's, Stuart Wilde wrote this book called Silent Power. And in there, talks about, like, say you want to go on a date with somebody. Say you, like, you want something so bad, you might even get it, but you'll end up paying more. He says it's called wanting it tax. When in doubt, lean out. And so when how do we doubt, lean out? Yeah. And you've all had the experience where somebody might be able to date you or, you know, you want something really bad. You end up paying too much energetically, financially, emotionally, whatever it is. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about how do we create that container? Like what actually is this coaching call? And, you know, I got really fascinated with what I saw Tony able to do with thousands of people at once. And I was like, how do I recreate that? I saw Tony, you know, obviously I went to a ton of events with Tony. Tony's my mentor. And one day I remember, I mean, I, I struggled in sales. Sometimes I was good and I got people to buy that were like me. You know, some guy was like a Brian, sharp guy, younger than me, I'm 43. There'd be guys like, you know, my age older, this guy's sharp, you know, this guy's whatever. And they wanted to be like me. And, you know, there's a lot of young people follow like a Dan Locke or a Grant Cardone. And they're selling based on these, what's called a negative presupposition. Like, it's kind of like, hey, you suck. I'm awesome. You want to be like me, do what I do. As opposed to a positive presupposition, And now we get into a little bit of the nuance. I'll break this down further, but the cliff, quick cliff notes is this and pay attention to this. I could say to Brian, wow, you're amazing. Like this is who you are is amazing. Man, I I think you should be doing double what you are. Mm. Like here's what's possible for you. Why don't you think, you know, I know you've come far, but I mean, there's people out there that are not as smart as you, not as sharp as you don't work as hard as you but they're making more money. Is that possible in any way? Mm. Is that true? But yeah, of course it's true. Well, what do you think they're doing that you're not? And I'm here to say that I've talked to a lot of those people. They're not as smart as you. They're not doing it. As, they're not have half your work ethic. It might be something around your self-view, worldview, or vehicle. And so depending on what I'm selling, I'm going to put you in one of those boxes. But ultimately what I'm doing with a positive presupposition, I'm like, hey, you're amazing. You got, I know your heart's in it. You want to help people man, you know, all you're missing is this process that those people have. And dude, I'm going to jump in here for a second. And I'm going to say, it doesn't matter if it's like a positive presupposition or a negative presupposition. The base premise is like, either way, you're creating a gap. Yeah. Yeah. With negative presupposition. You're like, I don't know if I'm fucking even saying it right, but you're basically saying like, you suck and you could be better, which is like, this is where you are. This is where you could be. And then with the positive version, it's like, you're doing amazing. You're so good, but like you could be doing so much better. And either yeah. way, it's creating a gap. Yeah. And you know, it's like a lot of those people sell like, hey, you know, you suck and you could be good with my process as opposed to you're already so great. So that gets into the self-view worldview vehicle. And I know that uh, Russell Brunson talks about this in his book, Expert Secrets, which is a, a fascinating book. But, you know, using those examples of self-view worldview vehicle, when I was 
selling Tony Robbins. It's a self-development program. Mm -hmm. So there's three viewpoints that we see the world through. One's how we see ourselves. One's how we see the world. So if somebody is blaming something like time or money, that's something outside themselves. If it's their confidence, their lack of certainty, their lack of skill, that's an internal thing. And then vehicle. So for you guys, a lot of you are going to be selling, selling self-view and vehicle. And so what vehicle is, I'm saying, hey, you know you're amazing. There's so much opportunity out there. Only thing you're missing is the right process. Hmm. Process to take from here to here. Like if you had a, a car, say, you know, you're Brian and you got this awesome Hellcat. It's like you, got, you spent a lot of money on this car, loves the car, but can that car take him to Hawaii? Hmm. So no. as good as that car is, without the right vehicle, like a plane, he's never going to get places that he could go. Hmm. And so you can all make your sales process better with what you have, or you can develop a whole different way of thinking, a whole different way of vehicle of mind to enhance your communication with others, to really dig deep into the mind and the emotions of others. That requires a vehicle that is totally different than what you're doing. So what I'm starting to see right now is all of you, you know, can refine your car, but that car can never take you somewhere a 747 can. That's my process. That's the vehicle. <laughs> get out of my head does anybody else feel mind bended right now so i'm going to go through a lot really quick and so it's like i was just i put up this facebook post of stuff that i'm going to be covering tomorrow and just you know because i was like looking at it and so some of the things that we're going to and we can touch on some of this stuff here but essentially what i even did inside of there to make it more clear okay. but essentially what i just did there is also i put a metaphor inside of it each one of you need to have a handful of of metaphors and analogies. I call them bits. Write that down. Handful of metaphors. Can you keep going? I have something to say after you keep going. And so I'm sure all of you do them already because that's naturally how people speak. Hmm. When there's a complex concept, it's like, well, it's kind of like this. Okay. You're thinking about it like this. Here's how you could think about it. Here's an example of what that looks like. Hmm. And so I'm going to give you guys an example. So somebody asked me the other day how to overcome a price objection. Somebody based, they're on the phone with somebody and they basically said, uh, the program's too expensive. And so the metaphor is like, okay, so Eli, I've got a question. You know, if you were to go out for a nice dinner, would you go to McDonald's or would you go to the keg? The, the what? Or McDonald's or the keg or like a nice, like, what's a, a nice restaurant? Keg. The keg. I don't know the keg, but it- it's, it's a good steak restaurant. So we'll pretend you're Canadian. Well, okay. you, go, you go to, the, and why would you go to the keg? Because I want to have a delicious meal and a nice environment. Delicious meal, good environment, good service. And that's exactly what we're providing here. Like there's going to be a lot of online training programs that are cheaper than mine, but the service, the quality, the intention and the effort and the, the, the environment that you're going to get is a keg level service. So my question for you is, are you looking for the best program or the cheapest program? There you go. Yeah. Great example. Yeah. Yeah. So analogies and metaphors can shift people's minds. And, you know, I've got so many of these tools, we'll, we'll go through some of these, but Essentially, what we're doing with this is we're reframing somebody's mind. And I'll drop just, I got so many tools I want to share with you, but going back to the initial question. Oh, and I, you know, go back to my story, worked with Tony Robbins for a few years, left, did really well, but I left the company, got back into acting, did really well. And in 2010, I had gotten really sick, almost died, got a parasite, all these things. Tony took me in, paid all my hospital bills, basically saved my life. I worked half the week for him in 2010, and I laid in bed or a hospital bed the other half the week. Tony also mentored me that year. I worked half as much as everybody in the company and I still broke every sales record in the company working half as much. So we created an award based on my performance, took me to Fiji, asked him all these stupid questions and some of the content that I'm going to share with you today. And some of the tools are going to be based on those conversations that are really deep level psychology as far as why people do what they do, like the science of how to create a cult, how to really get people engaged, their emotions, all these different things and specific examples of what I saw Tony do in seminars. And I asked him when we sat down together for one of the first times, I asked him specifically about an intervention that he did. And any of you seen that movie documentary, I'm Not Your Guru on Netflix? Yeah. yeah. Tony Robbins one. Have any of you guys seen it? Yeah, I see some yeses. And Tony at Date with Destiny was able to do this where he turned around a suicide. Mm-hmm. Like he had over 5,000 suicide attempts where he got on the phone and he turned somebody around, never lost somebody. Mm-hmm. And I saw him do this over and over again. And there's seven steps to it. I can share this with you. I can go through them quick. But I remember watching this process over and over and over again, watching film, listening to the questions, because it wasn't a script. And I thought, man, if this dude can turn around a suicide, 
I can turn around a sale. Mm. And I got really fascinated, just like I'm sure many of you are, why do people do what they do? Mm. And at the base level, people have a need to gain pleasure and avoid pain. Write that down. Fundamental. Gain pleasure and avoid pain. It's basic. Like if somebody doesn't call you back, that's because they associate more pain to calling you back than not calling you back. Mm. If somebody doesn't buy from you, they associate more pain to buying from you than to not buying from you. Interesting. You know, it's at the base level. And so how do we change their associations? So interesting. To you, themselves, their current situation. And so as we're communicating with people, we're unattached. We're not trying to make a sale. We're seeing, is there a sale to be made? Does this person have a problem? Are they connected to their problem? Do they feel the impact of the problem? The consequences of the problem? How long have they been trying to change their problem? If at all, if not, why not? If they have, why hasn't that worked for them? You know, are they willing to do something about it? You know, and we're just like really asking these questions. And I got this from my buddy, Jeremy Miner, being a problem finder and a problem solver, not a product pusher. Problem finder and problem solver, not a product pusher. That's a fucking nug. And the way that we ask questions is to, you know, to really find out where they're at. But we want to ask questions in a way where like, you don't want to just sell fitness coaching because then you become a commodity. And it's one thing to say like, Hey, we're premium, all that, but they need to feel and experience that before, you know, cause selling isn't telling. And so we need to have aspects of our offer, our communication and the questions that we ask where they begin to convince themselves and we help them by being unattached. We ask questions that help them find problems they didn't even know that they had. Okay. And you know, you having a bit of stress, how's that, how's that affecting you? Would you say your work has had an impact on you financially in what way? Okay. So, you know, can I ask you a question? So we're going to probe and go deeper and I'll, I'm going to give you like kind of a, a list of questions that you'll, you'll want to break down in your mind, but typically there's connecting questions, situation questions. These are questions, connecting questions, take the focus off of you onto them. It's like, Hey, just curious. What was it about the ad that drew your attention? You know, okay, this call is really for me just to ask you some basic questions to find out if what we're doing here could even help you. I'm unattached. Okay, so I'm going to pause. So let's say that I'm doing a video instead, like I'm doing a Loom video and I'm like selling. So basically what our process, do you remember, you're in Tacky's program as well. So you know the sell by chat? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done the sell by chat? You know, I need to go through that content. We've got... I've gone through so many courses on sell by chat, but yeah, so I need- like a base, a base rundown. So it's kind of like a PDF, right? So it's like you do a PDF, but the way that we do it in PT domination, though, the system that we created is we've got, we don't have a PDF, but we actually do like a loom video. So it's kind of like the PDF. What we used to do, Eli, was like, it would be a PDF and it would be a loom video, just like reading the PDF. But then for the 10 K mastermind, what we've done is I basically designed like a video script and then we're selling them with a loom video and it's like a 10 to 15 minute loom video. And one of our best clients, I don't know if he's on here, his name is Don Lamb, made $125,000 in a month organically because he didn't have to get on sales calls. He was just able to sell them via video. So if I'm starting that video and I'm basically, would I present it with the same sort of frame as in, so this video is just to give you a little bit more information and see whether or not I can help you. Is it that same sort of frame or is there a way that you start the video to position yourself in that way that you're unattached? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so here's, here's where this, this idea originally came from. The first original OG of high ticket group sales was a man named Kevin Nations. About like 15 years ago, him and Frank Kern put together this program called One Man Millions. It was like 75K. My buddy bought it. I listened to all the calls. It wasn't that good, but essentially there were some things and his process was simply called RAPID, R-A-P-P-I-D. Research, agenda, pain, investigation, decision. Research. Research Research that allows you to be connected to the person, like really understand your target market agenda. Here's where you set a frame on the call. And then there's P for pain, I for investigation. Like we connect more of their pain to other areas of their life and then leading them to a decision. I've evolved that process quite a bit, but essentially in the agenda, in the beginning of the call, what he said was this thing, ask, tell, ask, tell. So, Hey, John, Here's how this call works best for you. So right there, we're framing this in their best interest. 
So if I say, like if I get lots of commands to somebody on the phone or even you guys, I'm like, hey, write this down, do this, I'm telling you to do it. Some of you will do it just because I've been positioned as this authority, so that's fine. But if I keep on telling people what to do, some people might be resistance because kind of a lot of people, especially alpha or your really successful people, don't be like told what to do. And so most of my people that buy from me when I've done coaching have been way more successful than me, like two billionaires and you know several multimillionaires. And so the way I communicate with them, people that actually have money and egos and are already successful, it's a different process to get them to lean in. And so I frame everything. It's like, I can say, write this down so that you remember this later in order to allow you to means to you. So the connecting phrases. So you want to have inside of your mind, the key benefits of why the person wants, you know, your ideal avatar wants this. And so I'm always using these connecting phrases. They sound like, so that in order to allow you to means to you, Hey guys, let's say you're starting, let's, can you give me an example? So let's say you're selling me a fitness program. And you are like in the agenda, you're using these connecting phrases to get me to pay attention because I'm successful. I want to lose 20 pounds. So I've applied for your program and you're going to pre-frame me to start the call in the video. So the agenda phase sounds really quick, like, kind of like this. Hey, Brian, I'm going to ask you some questions. Here's how this works best for you in the limited amount of time we have. I'm just going to ask you some questions to find out if or how we can possibly help you. So that's the first thing. So it's four parts. First part is that to find out if or how. I'm not saying I can help you. I'm not saying I want to help you. I might not like you. We may not vibe. I'm unattached. I'm going to ask you some questions. So the first thing it says, I'm going to ask you some questions for your best interest. And remember this, whoever is asking the questions has control. If I ask you a question about your shoes, your mom, best day of your life, worst day of your life, I'm directing your focus. You get pulled over. Do you know how fast you're going back there? You go to job interview, you go to court. They're going to ask you a lot of questions. Whoever's asking the questions has control. So part of the reason we do an agenda, say, hey, here's how this call works best for you and a little bit of time we have here. I'm just gonna ask you a few questions to find out if or how we can possibly help you. I'm gonna tell you the process of what it looks like for you. As you said, you wanna lose weight, have more energy. You can ask me any questions you like. And then at the end of the call, just let me know if this all makes sense. Sound fair enough? They say, yeah. So what I've established there is, hey, I'm asking you the questions. I'm unattached. I'm going to tell you what it looks like to get what you said you want. You can ask me any questions you want. And at the end of the call, let me know if this all makes sense. Sound good. And so kind of slightly looting that you're going to make a buying decision on this call. Does that make sense? Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. And I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of, I wrote this down for the people that are doing loom videos as well. So we've got some people on this call that are still doing sales calls and some people on this call that are doing loom videos. So I want to make it applicable for everybody. So the way, if I was doing loom video, the way that that would kind of look is, Hey, what's going on Eli? So what we're going to do today is I'm actually going to go through your application and I'm going to go through all the questions that I ask you to see if or how I can help you. And I'm going to go through this process and see what it looks like to, you know, lose weight and have more energy, like you said in your application. And at the end of the video, once you've gone through everything, you can let me know if this all sounds good. Is that fair enough? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We'll just continue with the video. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Sweet. So I just wanted to kind of clarify. Okay. And so just to kind of reverse engineer the process more to get back to your original question of like why people do what they do, they do things because they feel like it. And so our job is not to like make somebody feel like it, but we ask questions that create a gap. Hmm environment where people want to do something. And, you know, it's interesting as we ask these questions, we want to find out what people want and what they need and what they value. Mm. And so the ultimate values question is, say somebody wants to get in shape, what's, what's so important to you about being in shape? Mm. And that's going to be a little bit different for some people. It's vanity. Some people it's health. Some people it's being a girl for their kids. So we want to ask questions and we really don't know. Caveat to that is, because you might ask people right from the start, okay, what has this on the call today? What are you hoping to accomplish? Mm-hmm. You know, and so look, this is really for me to find out 
what it is that you're wanting to accomplish because it's different for everybody. And if you're on a sales call, sometimes people will hem and haul and you'll find the more, I guess you could say successful or sophisticated the buyer. And they, they teach this in marketing. There's like unaware, problem aware, solution aware. And so your more sophisticated buyers are actually aware of what their specific problems are. Mm. So sometimes you get on a call with somebody and you're like, hey, what are you looking to do? They're like, I don't know. And they're not being difficult. They're really like a beginner. Like, so if I was like a business coach and I got on the phone with one of you guys, I'm like, hey, what's going on in your business? What do you think stopping? You're like, I don't know. You might not be difficult. Like you legitimately don't know. Mm. And sometimes they don't know. Mm. And so you can lead them with a statement like this. Well, typically when we talk to people like yourself from what I see here, people are looking to A, B, or C are kind of a combination. Now it's most like your situation. I, I'm going to jump in. I love that. And I did that in my DM script without even knowing. And so one of the questions that I ask in my DM script, you guys, for online coaches is what's your income goal for online coaching? Typically new coaches make between three to five K a month. So actually, no, it's the other way. So I say typically new coaches make between three to five K a month. What's your goal for online coaching? And so just letting them know, like if they don't know, like, if, cause I found that I was asking that question a lot, Eli, like what's your goal for online coaching? And I was getting a lot of the, I don't know questions. And so I told them what, you know, it's typical for a situation like that so that they knew what to expect. Yeah. Perfect. And you could say something like, well, typically when people are looking at different health programs, they need help with their accountability, their mindset, or they're just looking at lacking some structure, which sounds most like your situation. Uh, this. That's a DM script question. So the follow-up question would be, what makes you say that? Yeah. Okay. So, so you're saying, so it's, it would say typically like, so you're in the DM script and we're like, instead of asking what's your number one goal right now, typically when somebody's looking for help with their fitness, they're what, what was that thing that you said again? It's A, B, or C. So it could be mindset, structure, accountability, support, confidence, whatever kind of the, the core concepts of what you teach are. And your avatar, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit different for each one of your avatars yeah. and you want to have that. It's this, this, or this. Which sounds most like your situation? Uh, you know, they might have an. It's, it's. I think it's this, or maybe a combination. Okay, what makes you say that? Okay, what makes you say that? That's fire. And so, because here's the thing, they actually didn't say it. You said it. It's this, this, or this. Yeah. And they self-select. What makes you choose that one? Well, I'm this, and I have the problem with that. And so, as we're a problem finder, a problem solver, not a product pusher, you know, selling isn't telling. So ultimately, we're setting up questions for the prospect to be able to convince themselves, mm. you know, even like, as we move into the offer, you could say, well, I can. So what I say on the phone a lot, as we do the transition stage, there's different phases of the call. There's like an opening stage, discovery stage, transition, presentation, offer, objection handling. So there's six phases of the call and each one has a different outcome. Mm-hmm. Kind of like boxes you want to be able to check throughout. And as you've established this clear gap, the way that we teach it as we customize scripts is we're connecting, putting the focus on them, setting a bit of agenda. And then as we get into what they're looking to accomplish, we need a clear problem, pain, or current state, a clear goal, solution, desired state, a clear roadblock as to what's stopping them. We need to have clarification around spouse support. We need clarification around finances. We need clarification around cost of inaction. We need clarification around their trust of us. We need clarification around their coachability. So there's, I say the word clarification because I call them the 10 clarities. And the way I always explain it is imagine that there's 10 open doors behind you. If I was trying to sell you something and you've got 10 outs and there's one closed door behind me. And in this conversation, by getting you to focus on your problem and what's possible for you in your life, how that would affect you financially, emotionally, your kids, your sense of meaning and purpose, you're going to tell me this. And we're going to close those doors around, could be spouse or money or whatever. We're going to close those doors where you no longer have any outs. You close those doors. I get you to close those doors. So another one is called timing. So it might sound as something as simple simple as this. Okay, not if I could show you. I wouldn't say, hey, if I could show you a way, then would you do this? Because then who does that put the focus on? Puts the focus on me. Mm. So I'd say, say, uh, you know, Yannick, for example, Mm. if you were to find a way that you could possibly close more deals without having to spend so much time in your DM, when would you possibly want to implement something like that? Mm. 
And the person say, well, I mean, I guess as soon as possible. Okay, well, well hold on, Yannick. But why is that important to you now? Mm. And so it loops them back to tying an emotion to it. So if you were to find a way that you could make an extra 30 grand, you know, and then the timing is, okay, well, I mean, to work on your health, to do all this, there is some commitments around time to change the time you're investing here and actually learn a new process so you can get healthy. If you were to find a process where it all made sense and felt aligned for you, do you even have the bandwidth to implement something like this so you can lose those 30 pounds? Mm. Oh yeah, I definitely would have the time. Okay, are, are you sure? So they're basically closing that loop. I don't have time right now. Say, look, would you have the time? You don't have like a wedding in Japan next week. You're not going off for a three month vacation, are you? Do you actually have the bandwidth to implement something so that you can reach your health goals? Mm. So this is, this is a small new, by the way, guys, if you do have questions, type them into the chat box. It's a small nuance, but it's a big fucking difference. It's if I could show you the way versus like, if you, if you could find a way, is that like the difference? If I could show you a way versus if you could find a way. Cause that's like a different, even my brain, like wrapping that around my head around that. It's like, I get it. I get what you're saying. So, so Eli, if you could find a way to, you know, lose the 20 pounds and finally start to see your abs, like you said, you wanted to having more energy, more confidence and being able to perform at a higher level and start showing up for more powerfully for your coaching calls. Like when would you want to implement something like that? Right away. Okay, cool. And why, why is that important to you? So that I could this and that and that. So they're going to start convincing themselves. Hmm. And so essentially before we make any offer, we want people telling us why they want it. Like even when I go into the transition stage, I say, well, what we're doing here can help you because you know how you said this and because you had, you said that, well, based on everything you've told me, I mean, I can walk you through the process of what it would look like for you to get the extra 30 K 30 pounds lost, but you let me know, where do you want to go from here? I mean, I can walk you through the process A to Z, but you let me know where do you want to go from here? And so they always um, say, let me know. So if you could find a way is the correct way to say that, right? If you could find a way. Yep. If you could find a way. Okay, cool. We got some questions that just came in. If that's, if that's cool. Do you mind if we take some questions? Let's do it. Cool. So Dominic Monson says, question, do you recommend setting the tone in the preframe by solving the objection? Let me think about it by saying that you only accept yes or no as an answer. What, what's your thoughts on that? So that frame works. I don't like it. It is, it's kind of like, for, it's a little bit forceful. And so what's going to happen is you'll get people kind of making that decision, but it, it sets up some resistance. And when you create a frame like that, people will give you answers that are not as vulnerable because it takes away some trust. So it's putting them in a really strong box like, hey, you know, I accept this and I accept that. I don't accept maybes because we're, you know, because we're very busy and all of that. That really puts focus on you. And so I don't like that, you know? And so it depends. It depends on the audience as well. Sometimes you have low ticket, you have an audience that kind of needs that push, knowing when and all of it. But I typically, I don't like it. Okay. When you're on a call and own a company that another trainer will be coaching them on the call, do you use the words we, or how can I help you as a single? So as an example, let's say that, so there's going to be two trainers that are working for, uh, so the trainer that's selling might not be the trainer that's coaching. Would you use the word we or I, or does that matter? We. We. Okay. That's uh, And as much as I can, I use bonding language. So it's not me with our program to sell you into our thing. So the language becomes combative. And so energetically, mentally, I'm like wanting the people to feel like we're on the same side of the table. Mm. And I might even say, okay, so you've said this, well, well, let's look at this, this issue together. Mm. What we want to do here is really just maximize our time together to see if what we're doing actually aligns so that we can possibly get you where you're looking to go. Mm. So it's all you. And so when you, there's actually a, an artificial intelligence software now that one of my friends uses, I think it's called my wing, it's called my wingman.com where they can take, say you have a sales team, they can put the recordings of all your salespeople's calls through this process. And they can tell what percentage of the time you talk versus the prospect. Mm. It's key phrases they can put in there, like connecting questions or background questions to make sure that you're asking the questions. And typically what we find, obviously the people that talk less as salespeople make more sales. The ones that say the word I less always make more sales. And there's key questions we can put into the sales that when the salesperson asks these questions, more sales. So we can get the data on it. But so talk saying, less and use the word we instead of I more. And those are two ways to instantly increase your sales. Yep. Yeah. When I would get like a boss on the phone for the Tony Robbins thing, let's say, hey, just making sure that we maximize our time together so that we can really help your team. And there's a frame 
this is a little bit nuanced, but one of the frames that I often speak through to my audience, to people is, is the us versus them frame. And so I say, look, you know, say I was selling you guys sales coaching. I'd say, look, I, if you're in Brian's program, I know that you're good people that you're hungry to learn. A lot of people out there aren't. Mm. And people are never going to, you know, I don't want to deal with the Dan Locks and Grant Cardone. There's nothing wrong with them. But I think that if you're here, it means you're probably really aligned like me and you just want to help people. Mm. And so we're different. So it's us versus them. And when I was connecting with a boss, often what I would call a company for Tony Robbins, I would be us versus them. I'm connecting with the owner. And I was talking about his salespeople. So I'd say something like, John, you know, a lot of the companies I talk to, the owners like yourself are spending money on marketing, but their salespeople aren't following up, aren't prospecting, aren't maximizing the leads. Hmm. Have you found that to be true with your people? Okay, so here's what we can do to make sure they're doing more and capitalizing on the marketing that you're already spending so they actually take more action. So that was like me and John kind of against his people. So I'm partnering with John and alignment with him to get more out of his people for his business. And the vehicle to do that, if I do my job right, will be our coaching. Dude, and so I'm gonna, you could use an us versus them frame uh, towards other online coaches or towards personal trainers to sell yeah. your program. So you're I, I've, I've been doing, yeah, I've been doing Grant Cardone and Dan Locke. So those guys, part of my, my selling psychology, because I'm clear on all this, I know a lot of the people that buy from me They've gone through like Grant Cardone's program, Dan Locke, nothing against those guys, but they sell in a certain way. Like I did an event with Jordan Belfort a couple of years ago. I outsold him because he's amazing, but he also sold like all of his sales stuff was before the internet. Yeah. I put him to a frame called old versus new and <laughs> versus them. So, hey, and I'd say, I said to the audience, like, hey, you know, these tools are amazing. And have you noticed that things have changed since the internet, since email, <laughs> the way we text, we communicate in a whole different way. Would it be beneficial to you? If I share with you some of the exact things that we say in text messages, because if you don't know the data, 93% of phone calls like Jordan taught don't get answered. 96% of texts do get read. Mm. You tell me, where do you think is the more efficient platform? Okay, so you're saying text. Well, would it be useful to you if you were to find a process where you could engage your prospects through messenger and chat to get them coming to you where you don't have to chase them on the phone all day? Who here wants that? Things have changed. And... The way we communicate, it used to be that we used to reach out to salesperson to get educated on a product, but now there's this thing called the internet where they don't need to be educated by you. You can't put pressure on them because they have an out. So the only way they feel aligned with you is if they trust you. And I believe in my background, working with Tony Robbins, edifying myself, that sales shouldn't be transactional, should be transformational. And so how do we get people transformed into a buyer by really meeting their needs, making a deep connection with them? Old way is this new way is this. And if you're here today, you're probably a lot like me. You don't want to push people into a product. You genuinely want to meet their needs because you genuinely are concerned about helping people. Raise your hand if that's you. So basically I'm, I'm saying like, in order for you to say no, you have to say like you're a bad person. And so, <laughs> so, but you could, so you could do something like that in, in regards to like personal training too. Like when you're talking about online coaching, like old yep. versus new, like the old way of training was that, you know, we'd stand beside you and I'd count your reps for an hour and be on my phone and then you'd go home and you'd eat whatever you wanted and you come back to the gym and you try to work it off the next day. And what people found is that that just wasn't working. Not only was it super expensive, but also the clients were going to the gym and they were frustrated that they weren't seeing results. But the reason they weren't seeing results is they weren't getting a nutrition program, but that's not what the in-person trainer was designed to do. And so with online coaching, what we've basically done is we've taken all the, the good parts about in-person training, like the uh, accountability and the training plan. And we've added some extra layers that make it more valuable, like the meal plan that's updated on a weekly basis and checking in and taking your photos and taking your weights. And so not only is it more affordable, but it's actually more effective because we're doing uh, your meal plan, your training plan, and it's a lot less expensive because we don't have to be standing next to you by the hour. And so, you know, if you're looking for a personal trainer, that's actually going to get your results, like online training, makes a little bit more sense because you're getting more value and it's costing you a lot less. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just, you know, it's like kind of mapping out the process, like here's what it takes. So it's not about me doing it for you, but it's like, Hey, if you want, I can tell you exactly what it takes for you to get from here to here. And they're like, Oh, then there's like dirt. And then I ask the question. So once we kind of show people what the process is, so there's the offer stage, no, there's connecting, connecting stage, discovery stage, where you get clear. We basically build the gap and some emotion around it. We ask specific questions, but the purpose of the questions isn't to ask specific questions. We're looking for specific information. And that information that they give you about their situation must be connected to emotion. 
And so it's like, okay, so you're saying this, has that had an impact on you? In what way? Oh, this, this, and this. So there's surface level pain and there's deeper pain. Mm. Sometimes to get to that, we can tell stories, analogies, metaphors. One of the things that I'm actually gonna be teaching tomorrow, but here's a, a snippet of it. I'm sure you've all had conversations with people where you know you've got to get to that deeper emotion, but they're just not going there. I love this process. I call it quid pro quo. And that's a legal term, like in, in lawyer talk, where it basically means give a little to get a little. And so I've been on sales calls and it's kind of like falling flat. They're not giving any juice. They're kind of quiet. I say, hey, can I share something with you personal about myself? This is a nugget. I can already tell. Start writing. Yeah. So there, when I first created this, I was selling a program to help people write a book in 90 days. It was a, a coaching client. I was like, I'll take some calls. I was coaching the entire team. So I said, let me take some calls just to get an experience. And I asked this woman about the book that she was possibly wanting to write. What was it that prompted her? Oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this. She was all over the place, very high level, very scattered, talking about all these books. But remember this, details are where the emotions come from. Like if you read a novel and they could say, hey, it was a hot, sunny day. Or you're like, it, but it says in the novel, like a good novelist, I walked outside and I could feel the sweat glistening on my skin. You know, they go into all these details. Pause, before you go any further, this is also, this applies to your content, continue. Yes, 100% your content. And that's how we evoke emotion. And in a sales process, the emotions and the words and the descriptive language need to come out of them. Mm. Get them to relate to a specific time. Mm. And so I was talking with this woman and it was very surface. So I said, can I share something with you personal about myself? She said, sure. I said, I didn't have the best mentors growing up. My parents, I love them, but did not, they were not people that I aspired to be like. So I started looking to books and books completely changed my life. A specific book changed my life was Thinking Grow Rich. Here's what it did for me. Can you think of a specific book that changed your life? She said, yeah. What was the book? What'd that do for you? Okay, Sally. So here's what we're doing here. Just how that book changed your life all those years ago. What we're talking about is the book that you want to write to change somebody else's life because that book is dead and gone. That book's still around, but it's not being read. I never heard of it. You have the opportunity to be that for somebody else. What would that mean to you? So now she's really thinking like, wow, if I could write one book, not a cookbook, a romance novel, people tell me I'm really cool. I have all these stories. And so getting her to feel associated. So I said something vulnerable about myself. And then, and I said it in a tonality where I, I kind of softened a bit. Okay, can, can I share something with you? I guess kind of, kind of personal about myself. And so she softened. I softened, she softened. And then the whole conversation was deeper. And it was a deeper, like emotional conversation about what it would mean. What does she value about writing a book? Not just this logical thing. Like, what would that mean to you? And I teach there's this process, like typically, so I was, when I, after I went to the Tony Robbins event, initially I started my own company. It was called Gymless Fitness. I was so broke because I just used my rent money. I started doing group exercise classes in a ball and in a park in Santa Monica, California. And I put up flyers around the park. Companies called Gymless Fitness. I didn't have enough money for a gym membership, but I started training people, connecting with people for donation only. And I made like a couple thousand bucks in two weeks. And for me, I was like the richest person in the world. And some of it was my state. Some of it was my attractive personality, but I made like clear connections with people and I was fun and all of that. But I asked them specific questions about what they wanted. And people would show up over and over again and they would, they would like give me donations. And that became how I got into this. And so what we're wanting to do is making sure that we're getting people aligned with what's possible for them and making sure that it's in alignment. One of the ways that I do that, so remember we have like the gap between where somebody is and where they want to be. And I knew years later, I started doing fitness coaching and then it kind of morphed into more into coaching. And I would charge like 10,000 bucks for, I know some of you probably charge more than that, but it's for like three months of coaching fitness coaching. I did a lot of work for that. And if I said, so people came because they wanted to work on their fitness. And if I gave them a program to help them with their fitness, well, what is that worth? They're thinking like a couple grand. But if I could show them by them asking questions, by me asking questions, if I get them to associate that their lack of fitness, they're not just wanting a six pack, but if I can get them to associate their lack of fitness is affecting them financially, physically, you know, there's these, I call them the eight F's, fitness, finances, family, friends, faith, fornication, fun, future. And so if I can get you to associate that your lack of fitness is that, that lack of fitness, that lack of health, that lack of energy, do you think that's, that's affecting you at work? Okay. And at work, 
how's that been showing up? So is that costing you financially? And then you go home at night and your kids see that you're kind of dragging and you don't have energy. Is that affecting your family? We're all here for a reason and purpose. What's your purpose in life? Like, why do you think you're here? Okay, carrying those extra 30 pounds, do you think it'll be easier or harder for you to actually achieve the purpose of your life? So it's like, so I'm gonna get them to tell me. So what we wanna do, we wanna go deep into the pain and we wanna expand the pain into other areas of their life mm-hmm. where they see your program as the one thing that can change every area of their life. So for me, obviously I was selling Tony Robbins. Now I sell, now I sell sales training. And for me, my belief is like, and I don't care if your thing's fitness, relationships, money making, whatever it is, you need to believe that your thing is the one thing. I'm like, fitness. Hey, fuck yes, things. if you believe that in the chat. Yeah. Hey, fuck yes, like, if you believe that. Thing. And so as a, as a fitness trainer, you gotta be like, health is the thing. Like that's the most important thing. For me, it's like sales and influence. If you can't influence yourself, other people, how do you expect to be successful? Like to be fit, you have to be able to influence yourself to determine if you're fit or fat. Like influence is everything in my mind, but you might say sales training, that's dumb. What are you gonna do without a body? So the hierarchy is like, this thing has to be the one thing to change every area of this person's life. So you have to be really sold on this is the thing by you being more fit, better role model for your kids, more money at work, better sex, better relationship, better future, different mind, body connection, different emotions, feeling aligned, you fulfilling your life's purpose and meaning, in a vehicle called your body. And if you're not taking care of your vehicle, if you're abusing your vehicle, if your vehicle is just breaking down all the time, you're never going to get where you want to go. So it's like getting really associated that your thing is the thing. So that's going to be in you. And you might not like rah, rah, push it on people. However, at the end, you might want to take a stand and be able to challenge people and their paradigm and saying, look, this is the most important thing. And then you get them to buy into that. Okay. If this is the most important thing, why are you making everything else more important? Mm. You're making money and time and this more important than your body. Mm. You know, would you be open to looking at it a different way? Okay. So we only have, we only have seven more minutes with Eli and I want to get the most amount of value. So I'm going to ask you one last question. And then by the way, guys, so Eli Wild, who here wants to learn more from Eli? Just like raise your fucking hand. So Eli Wild is hosting a three hour long masterclass tomorrow. Is it three hours or four hours? Three hours. It's at 630 Eastern tomorrow. Okay. And working on the content. I just posted one of the tools tomorrow. It's called belief reversals. And we teach that people's results come from their actions from their decisions, from their thoughts and feelings and what they believe. Yes. And so the process isn't just to tell people to take a decision to take action. You do that. It's going to feel salesy. And so we will challenge their thoughts because what compels action thoughts and feelings always precede action. Hmm. Anything you do or don't do in your life, including your prospects, there was a thought and feeling about it. Mm. more pleasure. So what we're doing, even in the sales process, getting people to associate more pain to having or to not having just to staying where they are and more certainty. And so the six human needs, I'm going to break them down really quick. So you guys can watch this. I'm going to go to them deep tomorrow, but there's certainty, uncertainty, significance, connection, growth, and contribution. And I know that 80% of the people you talk to when they reach out to you, what they're looking for is certainty and significance. And so it's like 80% of people, that's what they want or connection. So there's some of these needs and they're not wants, they're needs. Mm. They need this. And so say somebody wants to feel more certain in their body, I will get them to associate by asking questions, more uncertainty, more risk to staying where they are and more certainty in my process. Mm. So the scales. So it's like, well, what if I spend this money and it doesn't work? What if you keep on doing what you've been doing and you end up in a whole much worse situation? So the real question is, how do you find the money? Because you don't want to be in the same spot next year, do you? Mm. Okay, so that's the real question. How do we find you the money so that you don't have to keep on losing money, losing confidence? Because you do want these better results, don't you? So we're, we're balancing the scales over and over again. A lot of uncertainty and risk and pain, what they don't want associated to where they are, and a lot of what they do want associated to you, your program, your process. Mm. So I know that's high level. You know, and I just posted something on my Facebook that breaks down some of the exact language of what that looks like. So I'll be doing scripts and all that stuff tomorrow, but, and I can do another thing, but specifically that's the association under why people do what they do. So your outcome is not just to ask a bunch of questions, even though they're good questions, mm. human, you know, communication doesn't work that way. Mm. Okay. You know, so there's yeah. so much high level information in this call. So here's, here's what, here's what we're going to do. So if you want to, Eli Wilds masterclass is $97 for three hours tomorrow. 
So some of you guys might want to jump on and learn some extra shit around sales. So if you do want to learn some more shit around sales, I'm going to ask you, like, he told me that he's hosting a masterclass. I'm like, I bet some of the people on the mastermind might want to join. So if you do just say me in the chat, and then I'll send it to you afterwards. And then for you guys, yo, there's a lot of high level information here. And so here's what I want everyone to do. All right. I want you to take pretty much everyone on this fucking call. It's going to come tomorrow, bro. So there awesome. we go. I love it. I'm going to stay up all night. We've got so much content packed into it. It's going to be pretty epic. It's going to be pretty epic. So for those of you guys that just watched this call and this is the one call that you're going to absorb, there's so much fucking valuable information. Whenever I watch a class like this, whether that be Eli Wild or Tacky Moore, I always try to take one thing and I always try to implement that one thing that I feel like really stands out to me as the opportunity. And so I want you guys to sit down and kind of ask yourself what that one thing is that you can immediately change in your sales process or in your DM script. I think that there was a question that was super fire for a DM script that you guys can immediately implement. So I think that could be the one thing. So that would be my thing. Eli, everybody's asking what time is the masterclass tomorrow? 6.30 p.m. Eastern. 6.30 p.m. 3.30 Pacific. Cool. There we go. So 3.30 Pacific. And they're asking, is it replayable? Yes. Okay. And there'll be like scripts and everything with it. So I'll just post. So why don't I add you to my Facebook group, the mastermind group, Eli, and then you can just post the link. Yeah, done. On my organic Facebook, I'll uh, post a link to that in the chat right now, just my organic, my personal Facebook page. And okay. there is, I posted this, there's a picture of me giving the guns out on my, uh, my personal Facebook page. And so you can see it, all the different techniques, belief reversals, how to turn people around, metaphors, examples, like tons of stories. It's going to be jam-packed, all content. You're going to dig it. Boom. So guys, everybody unmute themselves. Eli's a busy fucking man and he just donated an hour of his time to serve us. So Everybody collectively unmute themselves and say, thank you, Eli. Thank you, bro. Yeah. I'd love to have all you guys there tomorrow. And uh, Brian, let me know if there's anything else I can do to support you. Bro, bro I got to support you now. Fucking tell me when and where you need me. I'm like, I fucking got you. Deal. Deal. Okay. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Have the best day of your life. I'll grab that link from Eli and I'll post it in the group. Awesome. Peace.